Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. I'm Mark Francis, once again, your host for today. And ever since we've embarked on this fall series here of what are the ministries that are happening at Fellowship? What are we, what are we relaunching? What is happening around here? I have to go to my friends in congregational care because I'll believe it or not, like this is a world that even I don't know that much about. So in our conversations today, I'm going to be asking questions because literally I don't know the answers to them. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> and maybe we'll have the answers. I'm and not sure. Let's maybe. see about that. Well, so you hear their voices already. I have on my right, Deborah Clark. How are you? I'm doing hunky-dory. Give us your title here at FBC. Well, officially, I'm the Congregational Care Coordinator. Awesome. Okay. Yes. And we're going to unpack what that means. <laughs> and over here, we have Dave Compton, pastors of seniors yep. and congregational care. Exactly. Yes. You get two hats. Yep. You're only going to wear one of them right now. Yep. Okay. Right. So we will talk about seniors another day, potentially. But when it comes to congregational care, I'll just ask you, paint a picture of uh, of what we are trying to accomplish when we use the words congregational care mm-hmm. here at Fellowship Bible Church. Yeah, I'll start off and then Deborah can embellish and fill me in or correct me on stuff that I mean I miss because Deborah's been with us. How many years, Deborah, in your role? Oh my goodness, I don't even know. <laughs> there you go. There's the answer. Don't yeah. even know. Long time. A long time. Not enough. <laughs> I'm still learning. But I, you know, when I think of the the big umbrella, I go back to and this is. Um, providential, if nothing else, that Mark Carey is starting the series in Acts. Mm. And I kind of always use Acts chapter 2 as congregational care, starting at around verse 43, but it talks about this new body of believers, this new church, first century church, and folks were taking care of themselves, Mm -hmm. and they were meeting in their homes. And if there was a need People were selling land and helping out and meeting whether it's their financial needs or physical needs as mm-hmm. well as the spiritual needs. So um, that's kind of the the model that we go by. But uh, from a, uh, a day-to-day operational thing, uh, when you think about congregational care, maybe one easy thing is that a lot of folks out there maybe get an email from Deborah that is an email prayer a prayer list. Right. And so Deborah can maybe tell us how that works and who it goes out to. And maybe if there's folks out there that want to be included on a list, she can give them your email address and we can add them to the to the mail. All your so. all your personal information. Yeah. Your, your yeah. phone number, your home address, <laughs> your email address. Yeah, sure. No, but it, I think it, you're right, Dave. It does start with just awareness of how can we care for our body. And yeah. it starts with prayer requests. So mm-hmm. what do you do from that role, Deborah? I mean, how do you... Well, some of the prayer requests come in online, Mm -hmm. so folks can go onto our website and um, request prayer that way. You can always email me at deborahc at fbcva.org or Dave Dave at the same time. Yep, at fbcva.org also. Yeah. Right. And so then we get the prayer requests and uh, send them out. Um, daily, if that's the need. Um, but when you opt to get the prayer requests, also you can do that online, then those are the people the prayer requests go out to. It doesn't go out to just everybody in the whole church. Mm-hmm. I think that that's very important to understand. 
Um, but I will say that of all of the emails that go out from FBC, the prayer requests are by far the most opened. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. know that there are people out there praying. And there's over 300 people who have signed up to mm-hmm. receive the prayer request. So you can just email them online or email them to me or Dave and um, at FBC care Mm -hmm. and uh, then we send those out sometimes we have to tweak them a bit because (laughs) we don't want certain personal really personal information to be um, out there but um, we also have a prayer team after services um, where if Mm -hmm. people need prayer they can come up and ask for prayer and then we ask them at that point in time whether or not they want that published and if they don't want those on the prayer team to know about it just to be prayed for at that particular point in time then that's fine we hmm. don't yeah. we don't and, publish everything yeah and the i think the important thing to know is those prayer warriors that is their gift mm. you know they mm-hmm. they know that's the the gift that the lord gave them and they love praying and so um the folks that are in that 300 300 number um, that's what they feel called to do, mm-hmm. and so it's a great opportunity. It is helpful. I mean, I'm on that list, and just knowing the needs of the body and just driving down the road and you get a little notification or an email, and and you're just thinking to yourself, wow, okay, that's going on in that person's life. How can I pray for that? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's It seems small. It seems in, insignificant, but I, we all know it's not, it's right? And, and it's not a form of gossip or just sharing information about Mm -hmm. people this Mm -hmm. is truly one of the first steps of how can we care for each other and the and the people that that send in the 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 prayer requests uh, many many times afterwards we'll get a note thank you so much for praying this is the outcome or this is what's happened or please continue to pray so it's not only great for the person that's praying as that prayer warrior, but it's a blessing to the folks that are submitting that prayer request. And I've, I've mm-hmm. used it as a means of just a, a next-level conversation in church. Mm-hmm. You know, And so, yes. if you again, you know the people, and you're like, I wasn't aware that that was going on with their family member or their health or yeah. whatever's going on with car problems even. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of needs that come out in this prayer chain. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and you can use that as an opportunity to not just talk about the weather <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> mm-hmm. morning, but to say, hey, how is it going with your sibling or whatever the prayer request was? Yep. And allow some authentic fellowship to mm-hmm. occur right. during our corporate gathering times. Yeah. And and that's that's engaging the congregation, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it starts with prayer, mm-hmm. I think. Exactly. Um, yep. What else, what are the other layers of congregational care um, that's occurring. Yeah, let me, uh, and I'll toss this one to Deborah because I'm going to go from that big yep. uh, email prayer chain to really one that's almost under the radar that maybe not many people know about, and that's Joy Ministries. Mm. Um, so Deborah tells can tell us about the Joy Ministries. The Joy Ministry has been um, such a blessing to to several of our families here. It's for people who have disabilities. Right now, we're concentrating on on children um, because we want families to be able to come to church and sometimes they just can't or they have to choose which parent stays home and which parent gets to go and we want them Mm. all here Mm -hmm. so the joy ministry is combined of uh, 
yeah, that comprised. one. Comprised. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very Good. much. Yeah. Comprised of uh, folks who have a heart uh, for this ministry. And we have buddies. And these people walk alongside the children in a regular classroom if they're able to participate in that form. Um, otherwise, we have a uh, self-contained classroom um, where children who can't go into a regular classroom are uh, taught. And we do songs, we do sign language, we try to engage all parts of the body and different types of learning styles uh, so that we reach the children with the gospel. Yeah. And then I guess the, the more broader one um, is just congregational care in general and the different facets of congregational care. One uh, that maybe a lot of people know about is our benevolence um, mm. part, and that's the benevolence program and ministry is managed by our deacons. Uh, we have two or three deacons who just focus on the benevolence, and that's meeting the needs financially of the folks at church that have typically a short-term uh, financial need, and um, they're just going through a rough time, and so they meet with the deacons of benevolence, and uh, we help them out whenever we can. And typically that goes, it starts with a conversation with the deacons, and then they, there is some paperwork to fill out so that we know exactly what's going on in their world. And then we take care of, um, it might be a rent or it might be a, a, a car repair bill that we just send a check right to the rental place or right to the car repair place and pay that you know expense for them to help them out. So there is a little bit of a um, uh, meeting the make sure that we're meeting the needs um, and it's not something that is you know ongoing. It's usually a short term. So quick follow-up question to that. Is that a special giving um, opportunity that our church has? I remember back in the olden days when we had paper and we had a <laughs> yeah. bulletin on Sunday yeah. mornings, there were certain weeks that there would be a little envelope in there. Yeah, yeah. And so how has that evolved over the years to you where know, people give specifically to yeah, benevolence? It is amazing that since that change from a to, or to a paperless Sunday morning, uh, people continue to give and designate parts of their giving to the benevolence hmm. uh, ministry. And um, that fund has not decreased e even as much as we've uh, helped people out. The funds continue to come in there on a monthly basis. And so the folks that um, have done it for years and years continue to do it. Hmm. Um, it's not, we don't wildly, uh, widely publicize it, uh, but it's it's amazing how that ministry and the funds there continue to grow without the publicity. Are these people within the church or these people out of the church that are on the that receiving, are receiving? Yeah, all inside the church. Okay, so they're a, they are an attendee or a member mm -hmm. of the church. And I will say, you know, there's on occasion we'll get that person that sends the uh, sends an email to us or calls a church that doesn't go to our church and they're asking for relief or they're asking for some help. And um, we partner with uh, several different agencies in, in the area, whether it's Salvation Army, the Homeless Shelter, um, other, other places. And so we'll direct those people to the contacts that we have there because out of our benevolence fund, we contribute to those different agencies. So we feel like we, we can support them, but through the mm -hmm. local, whether they're a nonprofit or uh, 
state agencies, what have you. Hmm. Um, it's a neat um, just awareness conversation that we're having. Uh, again, because out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It, it, we're not seeing the envelopes come through. We're not talking about it as a church that often, but you guys are swimming in this world. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of community group leaders. I'm a community group leader, for example. And you know, if there's a need within that group of people, yeah. to have the awareness that this is an opportunity that is potentially there for somebody who has a financial yeah. difficulty or the just the care that's happening or the joy ministry it, i think that's part of why i think this conversation is interesting again because you guys do fly under the radar mm-hmm. <laughs> there is something yeah. about you guys are just doing the work just silently but i want to bring a light to it because there's more i think that we can keep doing for our body mm-hmm. like you said that relates to acts too yeah and relates to how can we take care of ourselves and the needs of our own body. And that's what congregational care to me is a definition of that. Yeah. Right. And to tag along with that, you know, we our our philosophy is if there's a need and you have a family, your family should be helping you out. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. If, if you have a need and there's no family, then if you're in a small group, community group, th- that would be the next layer, mm-hmm. you know, where that community group can come alongside and help you out. Knowing that the, the leaders of those community groups might be aware of, of us, you know, mm-hmm. so that they might come to us and say, hey, so-and-so has a need, can you help us mm-hmm. out? Mm-hmm. And then if Good they're point. not in a community yep. group, but they are part of our church, then then we are kind of that third layer where we, Interesting. Will, where yeah. we will help them No, out. that's helpful to see it like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it is important for the community group leaders to know that we are, we are out there and we're here to help them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one is uh, uh, kind of along, the side, uh, along those lines is our um, Stephen Ministry Group and Stephen Ministry um, uh, ministers, and those folks are definitely under the radar, uh, but if there's someone in the church, again, maybe they don't have a family member to help them out. Maybe they're in a community group, uh, or they're not in a community group, and they have, um, they've lost a spouse. They're having some health issues. Um, They lost a job. They're having some, maybe some small uh, marital uh, problems going on. We have Stephen ministers that are trained. They go fifty. Uh, they go through fifty hours of training, and they can walk alongside of these folks and and kind of walk them through mm-hmm. a difficult patch that they're going through. We're not biblical counselors, okay. um, so we help out just a, in, a, in a temporary way. Uh, whether it's again um, grieving, whether it's a health condition or health issue that they're going through, loss of a job, etc. Mm. So. They, a lot of times they'll call the church or the community group or one of the pastors will say, hey, I was talking with so-and-so the other day and they're really struggling and I think they, they could probably benefit from a Stephen minister. That Stephen minister meets with them once a week for an hour for as long as they're needed. And um, uh, it's all confidential, and yeah. um, but, but not on the biblical counseling side. Right, just more of a listening component. Yeah, so give us the history of that. Now that you've segued into Stephen's ministry, uh, over the years we had major training sessions that happened. We were a part of that ministry and that program. I heard through just bits and pieces that it was kind of getting uh, disassembled, or I don't know what the right word for that would be, just kind of like not officially Stephen ministry, but now you're referring to it. What's yeah. the current status of that ministry? Give us a little bit of a background of sure. what that looks like. Yeah, there was a time a couple of years ago, right before I came on staff uh, two years ago, where 
you can blame it on COVID or just um, the, the turnover of leaders in Stephen ministry that they were kind of left without a leader. And, and again, during COVID, uh, it was hard to keep it, keep things going. And so uh, here at FBC, here at FBC, because there's yeah. also a national yeah. program. Yeah. Stephen ministries is based out of St. Louis and it's mm-hmm. really an international program, uh, but they're based out of St. Louis. And, and they give the, they do the training, oh, the, the curriculum, and explain how to do yeah. it, and teach you as a church on how you yeah. develop it here. Yeah, very. They have excellent curriculum. Um, they're very very well organized, and um, you know once the church uh, goes uh, d- uh, decides to become affiliated with Stephen Ministers, and the Stephen Ministry, uh, they can use the material um you know we it's a 50 hour training Mm -hmm. sessions that uh the stephen ministers go through so it is very very thorough um and uh you know there was a time where we talked about do we really need stephen ministers and honestly there's times when i think well gee there are so many people in our church that are gifted (laughs) already and the Stephen minister training would probably enhance their giftedness already. And then there might be folks that feel like maybe this is something that they could um, uh, include as a ministry, that they just need some training to make mm-hmm. them feel more mm-hmm. competent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the good thing about Stephen ministers. So we have so. those. We have people who are trained, yeah, we who do, are right? now at our disposal to call on, yeah. to mm-hmm. be that listening ear, yeah. like you said, not counselor. Yeah. Um, which I'm a little plug. We're going to get a chance to hear about the counseling ministry next week. <laughs> so we'll be able to springboard into the difference. Uh, yeah. I might ask the counseling team what that difference is. But uh, uh-huh. again, what you're saying is maybe just an hour a week. Yeah. Just get on the phone or meet in person Yeah. Um, to just walk them through a doing? difficult time. Yeah. Can I pray with you? Um, nothing real, real deep. We share scripture as needed. And there's probably, we just had a class of seven Stephen Ministers that went through, and um, a couple from uh, the Shenandoah Church uh, went through it, so they're starting uh, their Stephen Ministers down there. And then we have uh, existing Stephen Ministers. So, you know, there's probably 10 or 12 of us uh, that are still active in Stephen Ministers. Mm. And so, uh, again, people don't know about it uh, because we keep it very, very confidential. Yeah. Um, but if if there's folks out there that that would like to know more about it, and if uh, they they might be in a in a position right now where they need somebody just to hmm. help them walk through this period, that's what we're all about. Hmm. Yeah. And so. I, I, there's even more to unpack with what you guys do. Yeah. I, I know. So yeah. we're going to just keep plugging away here yeah. because I want to expose all of the different opportunities to mm-hmm. the church. Deborah, I know you were majorly involved with the funeral ministry. Yes. And you view that as congregational care, obviously, um, mm-hmm. working with the families. So walk us through how you come alongside of families through that difficult time and season of their lives. Well, we know that it is a process, and um, because there are families that live separated from one another in different parts of the country and um, even outside the country, we really believe that that the time for families together at funerals is is necessary. It's really important part of uh, grieving, mm-hmm. and so planning uh, funerals is a 
two-step job. We used <laughs> to have our responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly on the reception end, mm-hmm. uh, which is preparing a meal for the family following the service. And um, I just love it. I love our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who serve with me in, in funerals are very compassionate people. And they understand the importance of gathering around the table mm-hmm. uh, for families. And sometimes when families are disjointed, you find that when you can get them around the table, mm. um, it becomes smaller. Those differences become smaller, and it promotes healing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I have a team, and uh, we welcome anybody to be on that team. Um, who prepares uh, beforehand and during uh, the day of the service? Hmm. And Dave, you're on the more the pastoral component of that of working with the family and yeah. walking them through the process and and even the the funeral itself. Yeah. Right? So when we get word that um, either there's a, fa- a church member or a family member of a church member or, or attendee that you know is passing away or has passed away. Uh, I'll get in touch with them and just say, hey, we're here for you. Do you, do you want to have the, are you going to have a service? Do you want to have it at the church? Which pastor would you like to have uh, officiate that, mm-hmm. that service? And, um, and then there's a lot of moving parts, as you know, from a mm-hmm. technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we get the tech team involved. We get the musicians involved. We get the speakers involved. The, the facilities team is setting up the auditorium. Are we going to meet upstairs? Are we going to meet downstairs? Um, Deborah's team also includes uh, greeters and ushers, and um, it's putting the whole program, the the service together. You know, what songs do you want sung? What scripture do you want sung? Who would you like to have sing? Do you have speakers that would would like to get up and share some memories of of the person that passed away? Um, so it takes. We, we've done funerals in less than a week. That hmm. that happened. Oh, usually it's three days. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they can happen very very quickly. Sure. Or yeah. we've had services, memorial services that it was a three weeks after the person passed away that mm-hmm. uh, we we uh, we had that uh, service plan just because other family members couldn't get into town right away or, or whatever. Um, so we can make it happen quickly or we can take as much time as the family yeah. needs. And I have to say, it wouldn't probably come together nearly as smoothly without Marcy Baber, who is yeah. our mm-hmm. administrative assistant. She gets yeah. the programs together she, and does a beautiful exactly, job. Exactly, yeah. Designs the program, mm-hmm. puts mm-hmm. the pictures on there, scripture. I mean, yeah. And I, I see it from just the inside perspective, but I'll also speak to it from an outsider of... You know, working with some of the family members who have gone through this before, hearing stories, and I call mm. them testimonies, mm-hmm. of the appreciation of what you guys do and what the FBC compassionate volunteers do. Because, yes, you're not just putting on a program. You're not just putting on a service and doing an event. It's providing care to the families here at FBC and their families who are coming from yeah. out of state, out of town, yeah. right. and showing them love showing them giving them the level of service and hospitality and compassion and grief sharing and all the things that go into that um where i've heard people walk away and be like that was amazing yeah and Uh we couldn't have done it without fbc and you guys and the the if you call it joy that people walk away Mm -hmm. with of seeing christ through that level of service is an appreciation to what you guys do yeah but just the ministry as a whole you know, yeah. of seeing kind of the, the end result yeah. of um, 
like you said, families coming together when maybe there might have been tensions or difficulties. Yeah. And this is a difficult time, difficult yeah. season of people's lives yeah. and world. And the last thing that the family can wants to worry about, can worry about is, okay, what do I do? I mean, I've never done this before. Sure. Or, you know, how do yeah. you put a memorial service together for somebody? So mm-hmm. the just recently the people that have that we've helped with the service, they've said, Oh, Thank you so much for mm-hmm. doing this because I would have been lost, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so we look at it as really a way to bless that that family and help them through the, the, the tough time. And um, yep. yeah, well, that's awesome. And yeah. there are sometimes when a family does not want to have either a large service or they're having it at a funeral home mm-hmm. rather than here, and instead of doing a reception here. You'll find out that where family members are gathering, and we will um, make trays of food and mm-hmm. take it to that home mm. because, again, the last thing they need to do is to worry about how am I going to feed people who drop mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just trying to figure out where the families need the most help, what's mm. helpful mm-hmm. to them, yeah. not another burden. Well, we have covered the gamut, and I know that there's even more that you guys do. I mean, from visitations in hospitals to helping people in their homes who are yeah. you know, going through difficult times. I mean, I think the list can go on yeah. and on. I think, yeah, and she, use the word help. Um, so, and just to maybe emphasize a couple more things, mm-hmm. the, what we call consider helping hands. Yeah. And the ministry of the deacons uh, for when there isn't a family member, when there's not a community group, and somebody needs some help at the house so they mm. need help changing a light bulb or, or fixing a, re, a refrigerator or something we have deacons that can help do that they mm. might know people that do that mm-hmm. the visitation is a big one mm-hmm. where it's hospital visitations visitations in the home um praying with somebody before they have surgery so those are some of the things yeah. that happen also mm-hmm. kind of under the radar, radar. Well, and so as we're bringing to light these things and somebody's watching or listening they're like oh my goodness like that just sounds like a huge blessing and huge help what would you say to somebody that has never contacted the church before yeah. you know what would you say to somebody that is going through life circumstances almost in isolation or yeah. alone. Yeah. How would you, what would you say to them to encourage them that this is going to be beneficial and a blessing to yeah. them and to others around them? Yeah, I would say that's what the church is all about. You know, we're not, we're not a building. You know, we are people helping each other. And again, going back to Acts and that first uh, century Christian church, um, they were helping each other out. And I, I will tell you, it's easier for people to say, oh, I don't want to bother the mm-hmm. church or... You know, I, 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 that's something that the church doesn't do. Um, but and in fact, that's why we exist, and that's why mm-hmm. we care for each other. And I'm telling you, it is a it is a testimony to the people outside of the church yeah. that see us caring for each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's those funeral homes out there that know that they can call us. Mm. You know, if there's somebody that doesn't go to a church and they need somebody to officiate their service. They, they call up FBC because we know um, we're all about caring and mm-hmm. we want to help people out. So the message should be, let us, you know, let us be a blessing to you by, by helping you through um, some rough times or just helping you out as a brother and sister in Christ. And um, let us, you know, let us use our gifts and talents that the Lord gave mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And Jesus said, you know, they will know you're my disciples if you have love one for another. 
Yeah. And that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. That's what we we want to show it, um, and we we have such great fellowship when we get together. When our, when our teams are working together, one of the teams we have is a meal team. Mm. And so if there's someone who's going through a, a surgery or um, just something that's really, really hard right now, and even just preparing a meal is a chore, then um, we have a meal team, and I set those, those people up, and they sign up, and they take a meal to that person. And that's just one small way. Yeah. Of, of sharing mm-hmm. our own giftedness mm-hmm. uh, just to show the love of Christ to other people. And our teams are close because, I mean, we don't love a funeral for the sake of a funeral, but our team just loves getting together to work because there's that commonality mm-hmm. for the goal of what we're there for, and it's just enjoying the presence of the Lord, which is always there when we're serving there's an aspect of discipleship that's happening with the family who you're serving but then as you're serving there's camaraderie and there's just even conversations that are going on amongst Mm -hmm. that team right so there's a level there's so many opportunities i mean i'll start rattling a few things off and we started with just prayer i mean you can Mm -hmm. sign up to be a part of just the prayer email chain and be involved in people's lives through prayer if you actually have more time on your hands and you are like I, I do feel gifted in this, or I feel God calling me. Let's just start going on down the list. I mean, there's a funeral team. Mm-hmm. There's um, Stephen's ministry. Mm-hmm. There's food. There's visitation. I mean, we yeah. can partner with you, Dave. Exactly. I mean, how, I'm, I'm getting a little stuck here. I'm sure there's tons more to than we've a, already talked about, <laughs> yeah, but, you know. You don't have to be a pastor. Go down the list. Visit somebody at, at the hospital. Exactly. You know? Right? Um, but they need to be aware of it, you know. So yeah. if they feel like, wow, I would love to do that, I feel like the Lord really, that's calling me to do that, you, just let us know and we'll get you on the list. There's so many know? opportunities. I mean, yeah. I just think, mm-hmm. just with all the litany of things that we've laid out here. I'll, I'll, one more thing. We've, we, we're kind of building a, what we're describing as a bench of players mm. uh, because I'm not a social worker, I'm not a healthcare expert. I'm not a person knows all the ins and outs of Social Security or other things like that. And so we're kind of building folks that are experts in that area so that when there's a need that comes around that we know nothing about, Hmm. I can pick up the phone and call this person and say, hey, you know, you work in the social services area. How does this work? Hmm. You know, how do we maneuver this person and help them through whether it's just the paperwork or whether it's taking advantage of all the services that are out there that the that the government you know provides so accountants lawyers you know right um, those are all skill sets that we're not trained in Mm. or we may not be the best in that it it could be a once a year phone call that we make to that person that Mm. says hey this person's having trouble with their taxes put me on a list to just let me give some thoughts on that put me in coach yeah Yeah, neat i love it let me refer back to the acts passage you you did a great job of paraphrasing it but i'm going to pull out exactly starting on verse so acts chapter 2 verse 42 they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles and all who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all, as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, 
They were taking their meals together with gladfulness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. The first meal team, right there. There it is. Acts chapter 2. <laughs> there it is. And so I, I always tell people Acts chapter 2 and congregational care is all about be there, mm-hmm. care, share, and be aware. There you go. Love and it. If you can do all those things. Put that on a t-shirt. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are amazing. Thank you for just sharing what you guys do and bringing to light all these things. And I just all emphasize, contact them. Deborah yeah. C at fbcva.org, Dave C at fbcva.org, mm-hmm. and um, reach out, sign up for that prayer chain because we know prayer um, mm-hmm. has impact. And yeah. so it starts there, yeah. um, but then it starts with just having a mind and a heart for others the way God has loved us. So yeah. I love it. Thanks, guys. Yep. And next week, um, Lord willing, <laughs> we'll be hearing from the counseling team and just what are they doing mm-hmm. behind the scenes yeah. as well. Yeah. So. Look forward to it. Well, thank you guys for watching and listening to the podcast. Continue to share this with all the people that you know to stay up to date with everything with our family here at Fellowship Bible Church. So until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day.